0: Hey, everybody. This is episode four of What I Do With Food. I have a very special guest on this episode. It's Chef Jessica Ashley of Boxed Expressions and House of Experiences. Uh, This interview was done live on location in the brand new demo kitchen at the House of Experiences. So there might be a little bit of background noise, but I don't think it's too distracting Um, in our conversation. We talked a lot about entrepreneurship and some of the challenges and the joys of building a business in the food space. A little bit about Chef Jessica. Chef Jessica Ashley Greer hails from the south side of Chicago and represents the fourth generation of entrepreneurs of her family. Her great-grandfather ran a supermarket in what's now known as Chicago's West Loop. Years later, Greer's grandfather, Richard McGuire Sr., established Seaway Furniture on Chicago's south side. Greer's road to entrepreneurship hasn't always been effortless. Initially, she began her journey as a decorative pastry chef But those plans would change due to a grueling demand and long hours. Greer felt it was important to remain resilient, strategic, and focused towards her next transition and ultimately securing a vested interest area. Thus, in 2019, Boxed Expressions was born. Boxed Expressions is a local small business that offers pop-up culinary and crafted curated gifting experiences. Greer cites that her inspiration behind creating her business came from solving a need in the gift industry really great time talking with chef jessica and i hope you enjoy it thanks hey chef jessica how's it going
1: good good thank you for uh being here today yeah excited.
0: thank you thank you for allowing me to interview you on the podcast you know I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today i think um fans of this show will get a lot from our conversation so um if you don't mind want to jump right into it
1: yeah let's go
0: all right cool so um When did you know you wanted to be a professional chef?
1: So um, I would say I wanted to know I wanted to be a professional chef. It was when I was in college. Um, You know, to be very honest and transparent, I didn't grow up wanting to be a professional chef. I've always loved food, you know, watching my mom in the kitchen. But as far as wanting to be a professional chef, that didn't occur until... Um, actually attended uh, the Institute of Culinary Education in New York City during an internship day. Um, it was the summer before my senior year of college. Um, and
0: where'd you go to college? I just got it. Famu,
1: Famu, Famu. Yeah. So, yeah, new classmates here, you know, yes. alumni. Yes, yeah. HBCU, the best one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were there uh, for internship day. And that is when I had my aha moment. You know, we spent about eight hours there as a group of us from the company that I was interning with at the time. And, you know, we made everything from artichoke salad to, you know, braised ribs. And, you know, it just felt like I needed to be here. When I was there, it felt comfortable. It felt like this is something I can do for the rest of my life. I can make a career out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also just spent so much time learning about other careers in the culinary field. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, growing up when you see a chef, the only thing that you're thinking is, you know, cooking in the kitchen, cooking Mm -hmm. in a professional kitchen, but learning all the careers in culinary from, you know, a food photographer, food photographist, a food stylist, Mm -hmm. a research and development chef. Um, You know, you can own your own restaurant, your own catering company. Uh, You can own your own culinary gift box company, like what I'm doing today. So I just knew that I wouldn't be limited in that field as far as the things that i could do with
0: my degree in culinary and it just felt right yeah no I, I i feel that for sure um as you mentioned you know we both went to famu both studied business there right um we kind of have similar backgrounds you know growing up in chicago being like academically minded and wanting to go into business right um similarly like i didn't really i always knew that i liked cooking right i grew up watching these cooking shows mm-hmm. and i do cook at home but i wanted to learn to cook because i just really like to eat right so um, one of the things that really got me, like, thinking maybe I'll go to culinary school is, believe it or not, um, HelloFresh.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: the, first <laughs> the meal kit that the The first time I ordered mm-hmm. the meal kit box, and I'm like, okay, everything is laid out. It's very simple, easy to follow. You know, I can do this, but then I can do this, and I can put a spin on it, right? Right. And I can kind of get creative with it, so um, that really just kind of opened my eyes up to, like, new ingredients and seeing how how things are prepared and put together and like the photography and all that the recipe cards like it just sparks something for me yeah and um you know i did go to ice so again you know that that first visit to that kitchen is really remarkable it's like really uh shiny and everything yeah. is sparkly there's something and,
1: in the air there yeah, right <laughs> yeah it's a really
0: really cool place so mm-hmm. that's that's dope that's dope yeah so you mentioned um boxed expressions right the yep. culinary gift boxing company um I want you to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about your journey so far like working as a professional in the industry because i know it didn't start with boxed expressions
1: right Right, exactly so i'll take it all the way back to you know when my desire and love for food first started Mm -hmm. um i went to high school here in chicago at the chicago high school for agricultural sciences Mm -hmm. and in our junior year we had to declare majors mm-hmm. so yeah we're high school students and we're declaring majors in high school so i declare food science as my major and oh, wow. so our entire senior year we took food science classes wow. and, um when i was in those you know classes you know we actually had a full professional kitchen in our high school um we did a lot of visits to you know, large food companies. We had food technologists come talk to us about careers in that field. Um, I realized I like food, not a lot of the science and chemistry behind it, but I Mm -hmm. wanted to be somewhere still in food and agriculture. And Mm so I graduated, um, got accepted to FAMU, and I majored in agriculture business and economics while there. And so all of my internships were... um, food related, I started at uh, Nabisco, right here on 72nd and Kedzie. Mm -hmm. Worked in the factory, so learning, manufacturing and operations. Mm -hmm. Um, Also had an internship in uh, New Jersey, in East Hanover, New Jersey at Kraft Foods. So worked in R&D there. Uh Um, Upon graduation, you know, having that one visit to ICE made me desire going to culinary school. And so graduated from FAMU. Immediately enrolled in an accelerated program at Kendall College here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, Spent 15 months in that program. Uh, While I was in that program, I did an externship with Charlie Bags Innovation Center. They Mm -hmm. uh, represent a lot of well known food brands developing gold standard recipes for their menus. And so I worked with Chef Charlie for um, a few months during my externship, Mm -hmm. graduated from culinary school, and You know, I kind of switched focus in culinary. Mm -hmm. Uh, While I was in school, I really had this desire for sweets, for pastries. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like I'm paying a lot of money for culinary school. Uh I may as well get as much as I can get out of it. So I was taking just as many, you know, cake decorating classes and pastry classes as I was culinary. Mm -hmm. Um, Decided to go the pastry route. After graduation, started a company, Jessica Ashley Cakes, mm-hmm. um, created a lot of beautiful wedding cakes, special occasion cakes, um, while also working part-time at Nabisco in operations. Wow. So it, it was good because I feel like, you know, with operations and manufacturing, you know, that's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Whether you work in a factory making car parts to working at a catering company Mm -hmm. you have to understand operations you have to understand you know assembly lines Mm -hmm. and um you know uh mass producing product and so that really helped in you know number one with my pastry business i would get a lot of catering orders Mm -hmm. where you know i would maybe have to create you know 200 cupcakes or uh five wedding cakes at one time so Um, I learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Got a little burned out, (laughs) you know, making 15, 20 cakes a week. That happens
0: in the food industry, right? Yes, you get burned out.
1: I I think the problem is you want to do it all. Mm -hmm. You're so passionate about food, being in the kitchen. And I think one of the hardest parts is just like staying focused. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you got to say no to customers. I, I can't do that right now. Cause you'll burn yourself out. So I got burned out. Um, decided to take a, a slight break, and a couple years ago, I realized I want to get back into culinary. I don't wanna, I don't want to be as busy. I want to kind of create my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to be in the kitchen. I love giving gifts. So hmm, let me try to combine the two, mm-hmm. and that's where Box Expressions came from. We we're a culinary curated gift box company here mm-hmm. in Chicago. We offer very beautiful gift boxes that um, contain uh, locally sourced gourmet products, um, food products. And uh, we really value trying to support other small businesses, other small makers, mm-hmm. um, and really finding unique uh, food products for those that love giving gifts, those that love cooking, and you know, those that are just foodies.
0: Awesome yeah that's great um yeah. one of the things you mentioned that that i can really really relate to is um he said paying a lot of money for culinary school yes <laughs> culinary school is very expensive i i know and that's one of the things that i i remember from my days there is um you know wishing that not that there was a little bit more but um i feel like i didn't really get the, the chance to take advantage of um uh, like the business building coursework that we had right. available to us at ice so um you know, as someone now who's kind of building my own business in the the food space, I wish that I would have uh, had those opportunities to take those electives um, to kind of focus on, you know, whether it's uh, restaurant management or like front of house management or, you know, whatever the case may be, just things that are a little bit more behind the scenes. Right. Um, But that kind of leads to the next question. Like, how do you feel as an entrepreneur in the food world? How do you feel your culinary education kind of prepared you? Um, for the business aspects, you know, we learn to cook for sure. You can learn right. pastries and all that stuff. But I felt that, you know, one of the pieces that was missing a little bit was the the more foundational business. Right, pieces. right. Yeah. yeah, and
1: I can attest to that. I feel like I should have probably uh, taken that a little more serious. Mm-hmm. Understanding that if you don't understand that, you know, how are you going to grow a successful brand? Mm-hmm. And so I think what helped uh, is, you know, when... I was in culinary school, we would have a lot of guest speakers Mm -hmm. from just different categories of culinary from, you know, a research technologist to a restaurant owner to a person that owned their own catering business. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one that, you know, outside of what the requirements were, I would always just This business looks interesting. Let me call them and see if I can stodge for the day. Mm -hmm. And so I would do a lot of stodges. Stodging is where you basically are working for free for a day. (laughs) You don't get paid for it. But you can learn so much. And you can determine, is this the type of company I want to work at? Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of stodges. Kind of, you know, narrowed down what my focus was going to be. And so during those opportunities, that helped me understand how to build A successful brand in the business you know Mm -hmm. building those relationships um, just seeing that when you have a a successful brand it's not just yourself it's you can't build anything without a team absolutely and so a lot of what I was doing in the beginning even with the first business is let me do it all myself let Mm me I'm the most talented person here I know how to do this let me create this business and do it by myself and I, I'm now realizing if you want to go far, you go together. Yeah. Right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like, you know, as as creatives, right, we go to culinary school because we want to be creative. We want to learn mm-hmm. to cook. We want to be able to um, put something together, pull these ideas out of our mind and turn them into something tangible. But you forget that on the other end of that is somebody has to buy it from you, right? Yes you, exactly. you have to. You have to uh, build it in a way that it's sellable and scalable. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's another piece of it that is um, really interesting. And I wish, you know, just from my own personal perspective, you know, I had the the uh, education coming out of college, but didn't necessarily put the two and two together when I went into culinary. It was, right. it was purely like a creative outlet for me. And now I'm seeing kind of the pitfalls in that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know. Nothing that you can't grow past. That's why, you know, we're partnering here with, with you and um, Box Expressions. And Absolutely. The new house of experiences. So um, leading into my next question, you know, as an entrepreneur now with two, or we can even say three businesses on, um, on your back, what are some of the challenges that you face kind of um, building a business in this, in the food space or building three businesses in the food right, space?
1: Right, right. <laughs> um, so I would say there are a few challenges. I mean, one of the things I try to tell myself every day when I wake up, it may sound taboo, but like Jessica, get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of times we hold ourselves back because of our own insecurities and you know, our own, uh, fears. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I'm trying to do this year is get more out of my way and see what am I holding myself back from in order to grow this brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I would say is funding. I mean, I'm a small business. Um, Building small businesses is hard if you don't have a lot of capital, Mm -hmm. right? You have all these big dreams and, you know, you want to have this huge successful company, but you need money behind you, Mm -hmm. right? You don't just start with Selling out all of your product within a week, you know, it takes time. You have to do a lot of marketing. You have to do a lot of social media ads. You have to hire people. You have to pay yourself, yeah. you know, and that's one thing that's important. When you are doing entrepreneurship and this is your bread and butter, how are you paying yourself? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think that probably is the the number one challenge is having the funding Behind this business in order to grow okay because I believe you got to have some money to make some money yeah right you can bootstrap in the beginning but is that gonna create longevity for your business Mm -hmm. you know if you're still bootstrapping in this year 10 do you need to you know think about some things and is this the right business concept that I should be focusing on Mm -hmm. at what point should that stop
0: so what, what kind of advice would you give? I mean, I love what you said about kind of get out of your own way because that's something that we all kind of struggle with. But what's one piece of advice you can give to someone who's kind of like, all right, I don't even know where to get started mm-hmm. right, in building this business. I have an idea. You know, it's just me working on it. Maybe I have uh, another partner who I'm throwing ideas at and they're, right. they're helping me out. But what's like one little piece of advice you can give to help people get out of their own way and get started?
1: So... One piece of advice that I think is vital mm-hmm. to any project or any business that you're starting is you can't eat an elephant in one bite, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have this grand idea, this mm-hmm. grand, you know, goal for your business, for your life. Mm-hmm. You have to cut it up in chunks. Mm-hmm. So every day, what are you doing to get closer to that goal? Maybe it's today I'm going to make that phone call and connect with that person that can get me to point B. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tomorrow, I am going to do some research on this product and figure out if it will work for my business. Mm -hmm. On Monday, I am going to go to this trade show and build some connections. Like, Mm -hmm. don't think that you can do it all at one time. Break it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's. I feel that 100%. Like, all the words that you use are action words, right? right. What are you doing? Where are you going, right? Because you can think about things forever, but until you take that step of, like, acting on it,
1: absolutely, you know, you're
0: not going to get anything done. That's another thing that I've kind of come to realize that, you know, you have to be acting. You can have all the great ideas in the world, but until you actually get out there and show it to somebody or create something, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're never going to know.
1: Exactly. And yeah. also give yourself grace. You know, you don't have to... Uh, create this huge successful brand in a week you know mm-hmm. what is the timeline maybe create like an implementation plan mm-hmm. where this is gonna be a three-month plan every day or every week we're gonna be doing these activities mm-hmm. to get our end goal in three months yeah yeah Yep. yep. yep.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Boxed Expressions. Can okay. you tell me a little bit about the business and, um, sure. you know, wh- what what it is and what we do?
1: Yeah. Okay. So Boxed Expressions, as I stated before, we are a culinary gift box company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was started in 2019, so right before the pandemic started. Um, we offer a very high end. Um, Beautiful gift boxes for those that love to cook, those that love receiving gifts, and those that are just foodies. Mm -hmm. Um, We pride ourselves in really, you know, sourcing great quality products from other small brands. We believe in the power of, you know, supporting other small businesses. Um, and then we also really love to find those products that are conversation starters. So mm-hmm. the products that we sell, you're not going to find in, you know, jewels or Target or, mm-hmm. you know, your everyday store because we want them to be very unique. Mm-hmm. We want them to be of quality. And, you know, again, we want to support other small businesses as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um aside from the gift box business we do have another sister company which we just started which is house of experiences Mm -hmm. um that idea really came along because you know we are a culinary brand and people want to see food Mm -hmm. people want to touch food people want to be engaged in food and people want to watch the videos and see the chefs so we decide to create house of experiences as a community for our subscribers, our followers, our supporters, to be able to learn from other chefs, to um, learn about other brands, and also, you know, come to our location at some point when we open to actually cook and, you know, enjoy the experience and Mm -hmm. elevate the experience for them.
0: Nice. So, um, What kind of what kind of products are we talking about in our in our boxes they can be um, anything from like ingredients to uh, maybe glassware or like small, small wares and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So we
1: have glassware, you know, very fancy stimulus, you know, champagne flutes Mm -hmm. and wine glasses to uh, glass teacups infusers, Mm -hmm. a lot of loose leaf um, tea brands. different spices gourmet chocolate Mm -hmm. Um, any really
0: cool brands that you're excited about or cool products that you have right now uh
1: so right now we actually have a new vendor Mm -hmm. um they are a marshmallow company so you know (laughs) how often do you see gourmet infused marshmallows Uh right so this is a perfect season everyone is now Outside, They're grilling. They're, you know, starting their fire pits. And so this company makes really unique infused marshmallows. Mm -hmm. They also have um, a fun uh, s'more kit that we sell. Uh, We're also going to be purchasing some more of their other uh, marshmallow flavors, um, such as like, you know, cappuccino and mint flavor and, you know, sprinkles and, you know, things of that sort to make it interesting. So I'm all about you know flavors and you know we don't have to reinvent the brand but let's you know sprinkle a little more creativity to what's already existing nice
0: nice so you can check that out at boxexpressions.com and and get more information about the products that they offer in the boxes and everything yep all right cool cool well we talked a little bit about you know what's next for the brand with the house of experiences Mm -hmm. um you know that's super exciting you know can't wait to see the the content that comes out of that and some of the partnerships i know it's going to be um interesting stuff and, and helpful stuff I'm yes. planning on doing some things myself yeah we can't brand. wait so, yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna be exciting so um I guess my last question here kind of a fun question one that I, I like to ask is um, can you tell me a little bit about one of your most memorable dining experiences and okay. it could be you know it could be in a restaurant or maybe it was a home cooked meal or like a family barbecue or okay. um, I don't know a family reunion you know who was there what made it so special you know what can you tell me about
1: Okay, so this is a fun question. Um, kind of an embarrassing one, but it's a fun question. Okay, okay. So in high school, I was a part of a company, and it was called Food from the Hood. So that's a whole another story that I'll go in more detail. But long story okay. short, we are a group of high school students, and this organization was brought to our school um, basically to kind of commemorate the riots that happened in California. Okay. And the idea was we were going to create a food brand, Mm -hmm. right? We were going to create this popcorn product. It never really launched, but we had a lot of great experiences being in the program. Mm -hmm. So um, I do remember a very fun restaurant experience that we had when we were in this program. And I don't know if you remember Chef Charlie Trotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh-huh. went to his restaurant, Chinese,
0: Chicago, yeah, legendary yes. Chicago stuff. Yes.
1: Legendary Chicago stuff. So just imagine you have, you know, 16, 17 year olds <laughs> going to this <laughs> from very, the from the south side, going to this very fancy, fancy high end restaurant on the north side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we didn't know anything about this restaurant. You know, again, we were in high school, we weren't really familiar with, you know, chefs back then, fine dining. but it was an experience. So anytime these experiences would come, we would be all on board. OK, something different to do. We don't have to go to school today. We're going. Uh So we went um, and, you know, the restaurant was very, very nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember it was probably like a Wednesday or Thursday night, so it wasn't very many people inside. Um, it was about 15 of us, our program director, one of our assistants, and then, you know, 16 and 17-year-olds at the table. Mm-hmm. And so, it's funny because back then, I didn't really have an appreciation for food. Right, yeah. And really, none of us did, right? right? Yeah. So, we're sitting through this nine-course meal. Uh-huh. Fancy food is being brought out. And so, if you are familiar with Chef Charlie Trotter, you know, a lot of his gourmet dishes, you know, they're not palling you know, five pounds of food on a plate. Right, yeah. You may get, you know, a small little piece of fish uh-huh. with a cute little garnish. Uh-huh. And so we had nine courses, and every single course, it was like, okay, the next one, you know, it, it's got to be more food on the plate. <laughs> okay, the next one, maybe they're playing a the trick on us. Right. And so it was until the very last course, and I think it was like this uh, sorbet or some type of ice cream, and it was like the smallest... <laughs> Melon ball scoop that you can ever imagine and that was it. And we're like like, What? We sat through nine (laughs) courses and this was the finale? What? What is going on here? So it was just funny, you know, going through that experience with my other classmates. Um, yeah. But also, it was great to experience that at such a young age and being fortunate to go to a restaurant like that. Yeah. I will always remember that. And you know, rest his soul, he did pass away years ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, just being afforded the opportunity to dine at a place like that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm thinking here, like from my my adult mind, I'm like jealous of your, you know, 15 <laughs> year old, 16 year old experience because I never got to experience right. in Charlie's, Charlie Trotter's restaurant yeah so, it was really cool, cool. Yeah.
1: yeah it was really nice nice
0: well chef Jessica this has been great uh awesome conversation love chatting with you um uh, thank you so much for doing this yes um,
1: absolutely this was fun yeah
0: so uh, everybody com. you can check out the website and check uh chef Jessica out on Instagram also yes right.
1: Instagram Facebook we just started a YouTube channel um trying to do everything guys so Follow us, support us, and we'll catch you guys later. All
0: right. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye.